for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. Okay, if you have ready Romans chapter 12, if you have a Bible, it's always good to bring a Bible or on the phone, but you can't smell a phone. I can smell my Bible. Lovely. <laughs> um, we've been stood in... 1 Corinthians 14, but we're going to look now at another um, portion of the scriptures. That's in the book of Paul's epistles to the Roman church. And um, because there's another gift of the list, listing different and more gifts of the Holy Spirit. In actual fact, there's another list um, in Ephesians chapter 4 on, on the ministry gifts of the Holy Spirit because God is a great giver. So um, I just want you to look at the context of this passage, we're looking at the gift of serving today, okay? The gift of serving or helps. I'll write it, I'll read it from chapter 12, verse 1. So Paul's writing to the church at Rome. I therefore appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that, the te- that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith God has assigned For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, interesting phrase, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. If it is prophecy in proportion to our faith, If it is service, in our serving. The one who teaches, in his teaching. The one who exhorts, in his exhortation. The one who contributes, in his generosity. The one who leads with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Now note that in Paul's list of the gifts of the Spirit here, he puts serving above Bible teaching, above teaching. And we have a high regard for for biblical teaching in this church. But clearly Paul knew that if the local church was going to work well, in a sustained way, not like clockwork, but as a body working in many parts, the gift of serving at have a very high priority in the church's life and ministry because it has a very high priority in the ministry of the Trinity. So what's the context? It may be in Rome that so many wanted to become teachers. In James chapter 3, verse 1, another apostle said this, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who are teach will be judged with greater strictness. Sobering words. 
Jesus himself said in Matthew 23, 9 to 12, Call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither, neither be called instructors, for you have one instructor. That's another word for teacher. The Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. The greatest... Um, here's a quote for you from Bill Hybels. Well, he wrote a book. He's written a book recently, and the the title is this, on servanthood. Descending into greatness. What a beautiful picture. Descending into greatness. Descending into greatness. We all want to make our life count, don't we? Descend into greatness. In Philippians 2... Verse 5 to 11, the Apostle Paul nails it Um, when he's writing to the church at Philippi. He said this, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. That's why we applaud him, church. Even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him to the highest place and given him a name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You see, because Christians are now in Christ, we therefore, as a part of our new nature and new identity, are baptised, if you like, into a servanthood, a culture of servanthood. Would you agree with that? Our identity is sons and daughters, but a part of that identity as as children of God because who we've been baptised into a part of your character will be one of a servant by nature now that's your new nature to be a servant you see Jesus was identified by many as a prophet, teacher, saviour but the one title he wanted to be identified himself by was that as of a servant I think there's something very profound in that. Because you are baptised into Christ when you become a real Christian. And therefore you take upon his nature. We even have the mind of Christ. So we have to, that's a starting point for every true believer. And if you're not yet a believer, this is good news for you. Because when you see the television, all these great leaders at the moment with their bouffant hair and all that stuff. I can follow a servant leader. I can follow one who serves. Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. That's why we love him, isn't it, church? That's why we do this, because he served. That's his nature. Profound. So true greatness lies in servanthood.
Let me ask you a question. If Jesus was a member of this church, which ministry team would he sign up for? Chairs. <laughs> Give that man a fiver. <laughs> but he would, wouldn't he? He'd be looking for where there's an opportunity to serve. He would. Because that's the nature of God. He'd be looking for an opportunity. Because that's what servants do. Isn't it, Nathan? They look for an opportunity to serve. You know, there are so many leadership conferences. So many. I've heard an amazing thing. Somebody has done a, a, a conference on servanthood. Oh! It's only 4,000 miles away. Perhaps we ought to do one here. I think that one can safely conclude that Jesus himself is underlining that the gift of serving is the most profound of ministries. Because that's the one he defines himself by. I am amongst you as a servant. Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This, before us, a bread and a wine, is demonstration of the gift of serving. Because he laid his life down. <laughs> that is the ultimate serving when a person lays their life down for someone else. So because Christians are now in Christ, we therefore are part of that nature of serving because it's our part of our identity. And in a real way, we're baptised into his servanthood. Self-promotion and servanthood do not mix well. It's like water and oil. Paul said, if I was still trying to please man, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. <laughs> you know? This is a huge subject in our society, our culture. Now, I'm not talking here at this point about the specific gift of serving, diakonos, but a disposition or attitude for every, and every person, each of us to be involved in serving in church life and in the kingdom. Because that's who you are. You serve. Whenever a need arises. In actual fact, we should be trying to push in the queue to serve. If we really get it, we'd be wanting to, hey, I want want to get in. Not because I want to be great, but I want to be like Jesus. (laughs) I want to be like, give me a chance to be like Jesus, will you? Let me serve. And the Last Supper demonstrated this so well when none of these disciples would stoop down to wash the dust off one another's feet. So Jesus saw an opportunity to serve and he did it with a good heart. And there is, we are, you need to understand the culture that we're living in. We are living in society in an entitlement culture, aren't we? Have you heard that phrase before? But it, it's, it's growing we have, a, we have a right. We think we have a right to everything without working. Working is a gift from God. We have no right just to sit there for money to come in. That's not how it works. Give money, um, work is a gift from God where we buy, we earn. But there is an entitlement culture and protect your children from it. For every body believes they are owed something 
The antidote to this in church life is to honour what's happening and the serving and say, it is more blessed to give and receive. What can I do to help? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful way. It's beautiful. That's why people like Mother Teresa so much because she came to serve. Not you, Teresa, but the Mother Teresa, you know. <laughs> I know you're a mother, and, uh, yeah, but you understand. <laughs> we are all his servants because that's how Jesus defined himself. So when he said, follow me, I think there was a clue, wasn't there? So Dave Rosie doing the coffees this morning, you're following Jesus. Because Jesus would have been serving, prepping out for the teas and coffees. I think, don't you, the Jesus I know would have done that. <laughs> that's, that's Jesus. He came to serve. When, Peter, when the Apostle Peter writes to elders, he said this, To the elders among you, I appeal you as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who are also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Oh, if there's a, if there's a, a gap in the rotor, we will be there. So today, we were putting out the chairs. We were here a bit earlier, off eight, putting out the chairs. Why? Because we're eager to serve. Because Why? Because Jesus was eager to serve. And it took us exactly an hour long to do it. John, we picked him up by the roundabout earlier. We got in there, didn't we? We, we smashed it, as they say. Richard yeah, comes in on his motorbike. We, we smashed it. Because there's an eagerness to serve because there was a gap in the rotor. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been sitting down today. <laughs> we take it for granted, don't we? We do. Oh, well, we walk in, and chairs are all great. PA, great. But somebody's serving to serve us. See, great opportunities often disguise themselves as small tasks. Real servants don't leave a job half done. They complete the task. Every week in churches and organisations up and down our country, people have to improvise and adapt because people didn't show up, didn't prepare or didn't call to say they weren't coming. Real servants are faithful and trustworthy and keep their promises and complete their task commitments. Can you be counted on by others? This is a test. God is testing your faithfulness. God is testing. God will test. He doesn't tempt, but he will test. In Colossians 4.17, the Apostle Paul writes to this church at Colossae. He said, tell our chippers, tell our chippers, see to it that you complete the ministry that you've received in the Lord. Come on, finish it. The staggering thing is when we read from Paul in chapter 12 of Romans that there is a gift of serving given by the Spirit. Now we're going to change gear now. Okay, I've just been talking so far about everyone's a servant. But then he goes on to say, there is an anointed gift of serving which goes beyond the call of duty. But that doesn't excuse you or me, if you don't have that gift, to get involved. Oh, let, 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 he's, he's got a gift, he'll do it, we'll just come. And, that's not what it's, you've missed it. You've missed it if you think like that. You don't understand Jesus or the culture of the kingdom of God. 
because the least will be the greatest. It's a, it's a serving kingdom. And so when we go out to the real world, we're still serving at work, aren't we? We're, we're serving, we're serving, we're serving. If there's a practical need, we'll do it. That's how the kingdom can run. Somebody said, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. <laughs> because you have a commitment to be like Jesus. But there is a supernatural gift, I believe, from Scripture, of serving. And I thank God that it's emerging in this church amongst people. Well, what is the gift of service? What does it actually look like? It's diakonos. In a nutshell, all gifts are given, all gifts of the Spirit are given by the ascended Jesus, as giving and serving are. As someone in church this last week, who do you think has this anointed gift of serving? And uh, the person looked into the distance and straight away he said, Becca Cole. And in our children's ministry, she's got the gift of serving. So we might be thinking, oh, well, Becca does the children's ministry. No, Becca goes beyond that. She's serving. Now, Becca was tidying up in the kitchen, in the, in the hub after somebody had been in there. It's just like she sees a need and does it. Steve Bree. Do you notice? Steve noticed when we did the video, there was a light to be turned off. Do you see it? And he walked across and turned it off. I noticed, because Steve noticed. That's, that, that's what serving is. Alessi, absolutely great what you do. Now, this is what somebody else has said, not what I've said. Somebody else has seen it. Danny Moore, anointed gift to serve. Helen Beckett, safeguarding. Huge. Paul and Barbara Clayton, well, what can we say? There are heroes and heroines in this church. Tricia Frazier. There's, a, there's gifts. These are gifts of service that people give. Now... I named others to this person, and many are it's, most of you sitting in this room now, who also have this gift of the Spirit. Barbara Downs. Hey, Barbara, I told you I'll give you a mention today. You, no, don't give me a mention. <laughs> this, is church, this is Gateway Church life. In her crowning years of her life, she's volunteered to serve operating on the computer because nobody else was available or couldn't do it at that time. Now, what's, look, look, look behind you now. What's happening? She's training somebody else to do it. Yeah, that's, right. that's beautiful, isn't it? That's like, sweet smelling fragrance to the Lord. Can you smell it? Beautiful. Not only that, since doing that, God's impact, unpacking a gift of prophecy on her. That's how it works. To him who has more will be given. Identifying evidences with people with this extraordinary gift of the Spirit. What does, it, what does it look like? Well, such servants don't use God for their purposes. They let God use them for his purposes. They see things that need done that others either miss or ignore. The service is rooted in an awareness of God's now purposes. If this doesn't get done, God's purposes will struggle. Look around, be aware. They've got an awareness of the sovereignty of God, but also the human responsibility of man. They have a deep passion for God's glory and are not enticed by self-promotion. Their motivation is to meet needs quickly as possible. They, aren't, they are alert to the likes and the dislikes of others. They're aware. They sometimes disregard their own health and interests for the sake of others. I've got some references, Mark 1, 32 to 35, Mark 20, 
21. Philippians 2, 29, where Paul writes about Aphroditus. He said of Aphroditus, he nearly died risking his life for the work of the Lord. They also look for opportunities to assist people in their work. They serve behind the scenes wherever needed to support the gifts and the ministry of others. They do not want public praise. That's why Barbara cowered when I said that. <laughs> they, are, they, are t- sorry, they are team players and are willing to go the extra mile. They will even use their own funds to get a job done quickly. I've seen that time and time again. Oh, I'll pay. They have an endurance and a stamina. I'm talking about anointed, gifted people to continue to work hard for a long time. 2 Timothy um, 1, 16 to 18. It said this, May the Lord grant, this is Paul writing now to Timothy, May the Lord grant mercy to the household of, of, of Onisphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. May the Lord grant to him and peace and find mercy on that day. And you well know all the service he rendered in Ephesus. Beautiful. This is what built, built the early church, church. This is what builds it. It's what builds families, isn't it? Come on, parents, when you've got kids, they don't realise how much you're doing for them, do they? And all of a sudden, they, when they're in the trades and thirties, they realise, oh, well, <laughs> they get a revelation, don't they? That socks don't wash themselves. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, As each of you has received a special gift, employ it in the serving one another as good stewards of of God's manifold grace. Employ it. Employ that gift you've got. If you have got an anointed gift, I mean, anybody can put a chair out. It's It's not... It was easy today. It just took me an hour. It took, sorry, it took us an hour. I could not touch that PA desk. Dave, be, be relaxed. I could not touch it. That's a gift. But I know we're short on that. Some people are doing more than they should need to. It's serving one another. But I'm looking for a big gift. No, no, no. That is a big gift. If you've got a gift in it, that's your big gift. God may give you others, but that's your big gift. And it just needs to be restated. If you have this gift, that gift, it's because God has chosen you. Beautiful. God has chosen you for that skill, that gifting. Use it with all your might. You won't get sucked in and never get out again. That's not how it works. We must develop a culture of honour in this church like never before if we're going to stay the course. That's why I, I'm on purpose mentioning people's names. And I could, I'm looking around, oh, yep, 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 yep. it would take too long. The letter of Romans is one, if not the foremost exposition of biblical teaching of Christian faith ever written. Do you agree? Those of you who know a bit of the Bible. It's, it's one of the best, isn't it? It's, had we not had that letter... We wouldn't have had most probably the reformation of Europe in the way that it happened through Martin Luther. Now, Romans chapter 16, verses 1 to 2. I just want to read to you because this is really good. He writes, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, not the one out of friends, but she, this one, she died a long time ago. 
I commend to, you our, commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a servant of the church which is at Kentria, that you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, and that you help her in whatever matter she may have need of you. For she herself has also been a helper to many and of myself. Now, why are you saying that, Graham? Because it's commonly accepted that Phoebe was the one who Paul approached and said, I want to give you this scroll. Will you take it to the church at Rome? Will you travel to the church at Rome? Look after it because it's my apostolic message to that church. You see, Paul could have chosen a man. But I think Paul was wise enough knowing that men, if he had chosen a man, a man would have forgot where he put it and lost it. <laughs> so he, he chose a woman. But she was a servant. Phoebe, Phoebe was a servant who he could entrust to her. You see, but you've, most probably you've never even, you've read that before, you've never even thought of Phoebe before. You think of friends. I'm thinking of the book of Romans and... and Reformation across Europe. I can imagine when Martin Luther, in getting to heaven, he meets Phoebe, Phoebe gives him a high five. Who said servanthood is not an important gift? I mean, when, when Bob spoke the other week on, um, was it Tom's interpretation? It was excellent, wasn't it? It was really, put your hands up if you thought it was good. Helpful. Look at this. Bob, look around. It's good. One or two didn't, so that'll keep you humble. <laughs> but I want to ask you a question I've already asked you one question ask you a second one you heard Bob speak but who was doing the PA and the desk that morning who was doing it you see we don't even think of it do we we think of the message, how great the message was, but we don't think those people who helped the message get there. You got me? Phoebe helped the message get there. But we all, all we do is think about Paul's teaching. But if Phoebe hadn't have got on a ship and ran swiftly to get this message, this scroll to Romans... The church at Rome. What about it? Now you're thinking, who was on PA desk that morning? It was Martin Fox. Martin Fox. A true servant of this church. Who was operating the, community, um, the computer and the PowerPoint for the songs? Esther Rockins. Are you getting it? We've got to have a church that honours and it highly esteems. This is why I'm taking time for this. Because unless we get this, we won't be able to grow more than we are, ultimately. Because that's why, one of the reasons why servanthood is at the heart of kingdom expansion. That's why we're all called to serve in one way or another. If you've got those skills, get involved and do it. He 
Your spiritual gifts were not given you for your own benefit, but for the benefit of others. That's how it works in the kingdom. The spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. But that doesn't mean I don't serve. I've got, the, I've got a gift of exhortation. That's, what I, that's my gift. He's got a gift of teaching, Richard. That we both serve. You, you get me? You get my drift? I'm hammering this home because we've got to get through on this. Because otherwise what will happen, the people who are serving will get burnt out if we always assume others can do it for us. I can, I can put a chair out. I can put a chair away. Blessed are those, Jesus said, blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table and he will come and serve them. Okay, question. Who was Jesus talking about then? Anybody, any, any offers of help? Who was Jesus talking about when you read that? When the master of the house comes. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table and he will come and serve them. Who was Jesus talking about? About the master. Sorry? Did somebody say Jesus? When the master comes to his house. Talking about a second time. When he comes. When the master comes. He will serve the ones who are serving in his kingdom. Revelation. I thought, when I read that recently, I thought, well, that's just that's great. Everybody, Jesus wants to serve everybody first. But it says here that he's going to serve first the ones who have served and are ready and waiting. Man alive. Chris, Jesus is going to serve you first. John is going to serve you first. That's the kingdom. That's our saviour. That's the priority Jesus puts on servanthood. That's the value he has. Set up team members. You're going to get first dibs. You're going to get the soup course. It'll be on your plate. You'll be there first. I'll make no bones about it though. There are dangers in operating in the gift of serving. There are dangers, as with any gift of the Spirit. Such people can tend to overcommit and find it hard to say no. We have to protect our people. They can struggle allowing themselves to be served by others. With every spiritual gift, Satan whispers tempting thoughts. Why doesn't anybody else help me? not considering themselves important to the kingdom, rather they need to esteem the gift God has given, remembering that doing practical deeds is a spiritual contribution to the body of Christ. Get it, church, please. Quickness in meeting needs may interfere with spiritual lessons God is teaching those with needs, thus interfering with God's discipline. They have to be spiritual people, spirit-filled And it's vital we keep being filled with the Holy Spirit in this role. We want to honour you and pray for a fresh empowering of the Spirit upon you. If you know that you have this gift of serving in this church, I'm going to ask you to do something really radical. Would you just stand where you are? Not just the ones I've mentioned, but the ones you know who you are. 
that you've got, you are serving. You are really serving. If you don't, I'll pick you out. Can you just stand where you are? Ellie, why don't you stand? Pick me, pick me. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> there are more. There are more here. Pete, you've got a gift of serving. Thank you, Steve. So Pete, you've got a gift of serving. Nathan, why aren't you standing? Christine, why aren't you standing? You serve. Now I could pick all of us, but I'm just, I'm just trying to listen to the Holy Spirit right now. I'm just really trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. Phil and Alicia, particularly, there's a gift of serving on you. Could we just pray, get around these people, the rest of us, and just pray briefly? Holy Spirit, would you fill these dear brothers and sisters with more of your Holy Spirit? Just stand around them. This is, this is, we can do this. Just lay, lay hands on them. Just pray them. Holy Spirit, we really honour these brothers and sisters. We really do. I know many more standing here I recognise they're doing loads in this church and that's not a case of them and us but it's a case of we're recognising something extraordinary upon them. And we thank you for them, Jesus. We thank you you've been so gracious to give them this gift that's so highly esteemed by heaven. Thank you for Ellie, Lord, what she does. Holy Spirit, be on her. For Helen in particular, thank you for her. For Tony. Oh God, these just these these are just precious people. Chris serving week in week out. Holy Spirit for Nathan, thank you for that man. Thank you for Annie and Pete. My God. Father, we pray you protect them from disappointment. We pray that you'd encourage them to serve in supernatural way, to discern how to serve, when to serve, and when to say, no, I need to rest. I pray for that. That this church, the body of this church, would function beautifully, like an athlete, Lord. Every part working. Every part working. And I want to thank you, church, for those that I didn't ask to stand up, but you know you're serving. Honour you, and God honours you. Because ultimately, it's the one above who honours us, isn't it, Barbara? Amen. Well, please sit down. I'll just conclude with this talk. Thank you. Please do believe there's an impartation just happened.
So dusting off your gifting. If you know you've been given a gift of service and you've just <coughs> let some dust settle on it, you put a white cloth over it, you know how they do in these houses, they, oh, I'm not using that at the minute, take it off in the name of Jesus. You are vital to this church's health and the life of Jesus being manifested in practical and essential ways. For those who do not have the supernatural gift, there are still unmet needs that need meeting in this church. Rick Warren helpfully says, don't try to work out your gifts before volunteering or serving. (laughs) When Jesus died, um, the night before, he gathered the twelve. And they were tired. They were emotionally drained because they knew the tide seemed to be turning against them. And they knew that Jesus was going to be crucified. And their hopes were dashed. It hadn't gone as they planned. And they were tired. And they got into the room. And Jesus, this was his, these were the guys who were going to take, over the, take the world for God. <laughs> And he saw their dirty feet, and the custom was you you wash people's feet because it's without shoes. Man, you're treading in camel poop the whole lot, aren't you? Donkey poo, dog poo. I'm not going to wash Peter's feet. I'm tired. And Jesus was waiting to see who'd do it. And he got up from the table, he took off his coat, tucked in the towel. Because he saw a need. And he, and he, and he knelt down and he, washed, and he washed their feet. He said, I've done this to teach you a lesson. The greatest among you will be one that serves. And I guess they all felt bad then. Sometimes it's okay to feel bad. And if you're feeling bad and it's God's anointing you to feel bad, that's good. Okay, sometimes you can end a meeting and we go out with our tail between our legs, as it were. That's, sometimes that's right. <laughs> because God's picking on. But I was praying this morning about this. It hit me that this is important and mission critical for us in that we are, our culture is we want to set the, the culture, the presence of God first before anything else. Yeah? We want the presence of God, don't we? Some of you are not so sure. If we get God's presence, we get everything else. <laughs> I will get mission. I love mission, but I want the presence of God more because mission started when the people of God were worshipping him at Acts and the Spirit came and then... Phew! So I do believe in mission. But that's not the culture we've got to set here. We've got to set God first. Now, I want Jesus to be amongst his church. Yeah? Yes. But if he comes as a servant... <laughs> You get my drift. That when we serve, the presence of Jesus will be manifested through serving. It's not about titles. It's not about position. It's not about wanting a role. It's about oh, seeing a light switch.
I'm going to finish now just by saying some areas, there's a lot of areas, we're always needing new areas because it's growing. So Syrian refugees that came to be with us at the, at the hub, well, what a time. What a time we ended up dancing. Well, I, I'd gone home by then because I couldn't carry the pace, but you were dancing with them, weren't you? The food and, and the hospitality, gift of helping, serving, clearing up afterwards. The council worker was just blown away by being the, seeing the serving taking place. The serving. But these are just some of the areas. Um, I've asked John, Ale- and John Alexander, will you stand up? He's a dangerous man with a clipboard, but look. <laughs> John's, we went to John and we said, John, could you be, um, provide oversight for Sunday mornings, house manager for Sunday mornings, for everything Sunday mornings? Straight away he said, yeah, how can I serve? Beautiful. Here's a clipboard. Thank you, John. I've been by the roundabout at 8.30 today to be picked up because there's always a will, there's a way. Well, I can't come and get here early. Well, you can if there's always a way. There's always a way. So I, I detour, did a detour and we picked, it, picked you up, didn't I, by the tank. I'm going to just say a few lists of things in a minute. Psalm 110 is a beautiful psalm. It says, in the day of God's power, his people will be willing. Yes. So we are emerging into the day of God's power. The consequence of that will be willing. The consequence of that will be willing. And I'm going to say an outrageous statement here. When there are no gaps in the rotors, we'll know that truly God is amongst us. I think that's a good quote. When we know there are no gaps in the rotors, we know that truly God is amongst us because Jesus as a servant is here. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful saviour. So here we go, PA, desk expertise. I don't know what you do with those knobs and all that stuff, but it works. Thank you, David. Thank you, John Fagg. Thank you, John Budd. There's a few, there's a few more. But are, you, are they the main ones? Is there anybody else twiddles with these knobs? Who? Aidan is learning. Martin, yeah, Martin. The trouble is, you know, these guys need a holiday. We need one or two more people to do that. Chairs set up and packed down. Um, have we got the picture of uh, Dave Pale's knees? <laughs> oh, look at them. <laughs> now, there's one thing that, many things Richard and I can't do, but I am not going to go under those stairs unless my life depends upon it. But... We need people to get under there and draw, get the stuff out and pack it away. Don't we, Steve? It's not easy. You're young enough, you know, but, you know, we're... we're if you've got knees like that, you're excused. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you be free from it. Be released from serving on your knees. That might be your prayer knees, okay? <laughs> but practically, practically, practically... We need some younger people who can help get the stuff out and especially pack it, pack it down. Go in there, pack it down. <coughs> Catering team, right, Alpha. 
Sue, Bernadette, and uh, Karen. Karen cooked over nearly 500 meals for the last Alpha course. It's a gift of serving. Gift of serving. If you want, to, if you if you can help, it's wonderful. The fun they had was great in in, in the kitchen. Volunteer van drivers for furniture project. If you can get in a van and drive it. Um, and finally, knees under 50 years of age. Can I rest my case? Can I? Okay, I've rest my case. I'll pray.